M6P with your host, Andy Kirby. And Jared Mayo. Jared Mayo, how are you, kind sir? I'm excellent, kind sir. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, I can't complain, right? I don't know. Can you? I could. I could complain. I couldn't complain. I mean, I heard that the work's been a little rough. Lately. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was going to go for only two weeks of being rough, but now we're into week three, so why not go for the whole month, right? Uh, uh, well, you know, if you're going to do it, do it right. <laughs> go big or go home. I've always said that. That's right. <laughs> so what's going on with you, man? Oh, uh, not a whole lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't believe I, I that. I downloaded a Marvel Puzzle Quest to my phone. Really? So it's pretty, pretty big deal. Now, what kind of phone do you have? I have an Android. I am not a an Apple guy. Oh, oh. Why is that? On like on principle or just in general? Uh, I just prefer the system. <laughs> <laughs> Are you an Apple? My company has provided me with an iPhone. Yes. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. If I had to get one on my own, it, it probably, I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't get a phone, to be honest with you. How, how would you communicate? I, I wouldn't. Ugh, the dream. Living the dream. Don't, <laughs> don't call me. Well, when Jackie needs to get a hold of you. She's fine. What would she have done 100 years ago? Well, smoke. Yeah, but there's what? I smoke signals, whatever. Smoke signal. Okay. Yeah. Why would she? What would she possibly need to get a hold of me? For? Well, because your kid's second home is in the hospital, so she might want to let you know where they're going. Well, eventually, I would get home, and she would let me know. There'd be a note on the door with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> but it'd be so dark, she wouldn't be able to write the note. <laughs> because you mean because no electricity? Yeah, because I know that you really want to just do like you know Davy Crockett over there. Yeah. Yes. Why not? Right? Why not? <laughs> How would you make the podcast? Oh, that's true. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, I'd have to go to the library. I'd be I'd be disrupting many, many people. Everybody would be like, shh, 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 shh. I'd be like, shut your mouth. Have you been to the library lately? I went two years ago. <laughs> library is the loudest place in the entire city. Is it? Everyone is so loud and talking, and the librarians are loud. It's, it's not the, the, the quiet place of yore. Where are you going? Are you going... To Green County or Xenia or where, where are you going? Uh, I go to the the Fairborn Library to pick up my movies. Oh, see there, that's your problem right there. Number one, you're not going to the one in Xenia, which is fantastic. That's the best library I've ever been to. And, Andy, and, when was the last time you were there? And sir, I've been kicked out of the Library of Congress, so you know <laughs> I have standing in this area. <laughs> and well, okay. uh, and two. You're going for movies. That's frowned upon. So all of a sudden, automatically, you're a second class. Citizen. All right. Well, let me get to a couple things. Okay. So first one, when was the last time you were at the Xenia Library? It had to be, I mean, 12 years ago. Okay. But, okay. but you know it's the best one. It, it was then. It was the best one I had ever been to. All right. Well, well welcome to 2017. Including the Library of Congress. Okay. This, the second thing is I want to hear about you being kicked out of the Library of Congress. Well, and apparently. Let me get to the third thing real quick. Okay. The, the library is only used for people to get on the internet and to get movies. No one gets books at the library. That's, that's a lie. Straight up. Unless you're like some homeschooler. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you got me. 
<laughs> okay. All right. Well, maybe that's true. I don't know. Back in my day, you you went to the library to do a research project, to check books out of the library, and to get on the internet without leaving a digital fingerprint. Who is this? Oh, you just come with a fake ID. You write down your name to match the fake ID. You get on there, untraceable. <laughs> I didn't realize you had a fake ID. Well, I mean, everybody should have a fake ID. I have a standard fake ID. I have a standard fake address. I have a standard fake phone number. All these things. Well, mine got taken away, so I guess you still have yours. Right. It wasn't, I mean, I didn't do anything bad with it. I just don't want people knowing where I am. I gotcha. Hence not having a phone. Well, it's when you're, you're talking about these days of, of yesteryear. Yesteryear, yeah. You, you were also, you know, we were using the card catalog at this time as well. The so Dewey Decimal but, System, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was no going to the computer to look up where the book is. You're Which is useless. This. That's a useless function anyway. They're never there. <laughs> it's never there. <laughs> It doesn't search by anything. Yes, but it's even worse when you use the card catalog, spent 10 hours finding, you know, trying to figure out what you're trying to find and then going to the, the shelf and it's not there. Well, I mean, but that's at least it's telling you where it's supposed to be. I don't trust those computers because they're like, oh, no, it's not here. We've never heard of this book. I mean, like, there's millions of books everywhere. You never heard of them? <laughs> like, this is a popular every book that this place has. It's a popular author. <laughs> Stephen King. <laughs> Or what have you. It's the Bible. What do you mean you haven't heard of this? <laughs> How do we file this? Under Moses? Under God? Who wrote Jesus? <laughs> is it under Apostle Paul or just Paul? Is it Saul or Paul? I mean, the dude is changing his name. <laughs> it's a pseudonym. It's a byline. I don't know. <laughs> he was being Andy Kirby before you were being Andy Kirby. <laughs> Word. Coming up with his his different names and trying to stick it to the man right yeah he did he did try to stick it to the man and he got killed <laughs> so see you so you do, do you want to know about this library of congress story absolutely okay eighth grade washington dc trip why not go into the library of congress i like libraries i've never been to the library of congress i want to say that i checked out a book at the library of congress right yeah i have my library card from st tammany parish library system right okay. so i go in there i start perusing around librarian comes up to me what can i help you with oh i'm i'm just looking eventually i'm going to you know check out a book oh you can't check out books here like i, I don't understand it's a library right yeah but you can't check anything out okay all right so then i'm looking around <laughs> try to i go up there i ask for a library card you know how do i get a library card for the library of congress they look at me no we don't do that <laughs> So, all right, fine. So then I'm looking around. I want to take some pictures. This is where you had those old disposable cameras. Didn't have these camera phone things. So mm -hmm. <laughs> taking pictures of stuff. And then they were like, okay, we're done. You need to leave. So Because so, you took pictures? Oh, because of, I think it was everything adding up to there. I heard you say everything adding up and then I didn't hear anything else. Yeah, no, that was it. I think it was everything oh. adding up. And they just said, yeah, okay, well, you, we're done with you, son. <laughs> out of the Library of Congress because you wanted to check out a book. Right, yeah. Seems pretty harmless. Isn't that That's what it's for? Fascism right there. <laughs> you telling me that these documents of liberty can't be used? They can't be read? Don't what? take them out of the building? What are they, the Holy Grail? Am I Indiana Jones? I can't take it past the seal? What's happening here? Yeah, I mean, your folks paid taxes. <laughs> they used to, right. 
They used to. <laughs> My folks paid them. They're off the grid now and don't, apparently. Well, I mean, they still do, but, you know. Outed them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is the M6P. We are a comic book podcast, even though, let's be honest, just two friends talking about comics and the Library of Congress. Just you can... me and Eric. <laughs> no, again... <laughs> I'm Andy. In the pre-stream, when we were testing this new microphone, he's like, this is the M6P with Eric and Jared. I'm like, who's Eric? What are you talking about? So obviously he's moonlighting on another podcast I didn't know about. So this is the M6P. You can visit our website, theM6P.com. You can look us, you can, I'll let you do the Facebook thing. You can follow us on Twitter at the M6P. You can email us at M6PLLC at gmail.com. We're on Facebook every day of the week. Facebook Facebook.com slash the M6P. We're also on YouTube and Instagram and all those great social networks that Andy loves so much under the M6P. We're actually not on. Yes, we are. Never mind. Ignore me. <laughs> and if you want to be a part of our show, we'd love to have you. You can give us a call at 616-755-TINA. And when you leave a message, we'll listen to it. Make sure it's safe for family ears. We'll play it on the air. Okay, and we do have actually two voicemails. Let's let's hit our sponsors, then we'll hit those voicemails. So, we are sponsored by DCB Service, Discount Comic Book Service, the best place in the world. Not just the internet, not just your hometown, but the world. To order your single issues, you pre-order them, you get 40% off all your Marvel titles, and also go to their sister site, InStockTrades.com. They have trades that are in stock. And uh, any order over 50 bucks is free shipping up. So you're telling me if I placed an order for $1 million, it would be free shipping? Yeah, any order over $50. Did I stutter? That's awesome. <laughs> I'm going to go place me a big million-dollar order. No, and it, it's free shipping. It's not free. It's free shipping. Yes, but if I spend a million, I get free shipping. Yeah, that's correct. I'm not sure exactly what we're unclear on. You're saying this is a great place to buy comic book it is a great place to buy comic hands down and there's free shipping over a million dollars right over fifty dollars fifty dollars wonderful <laughs> we're also sponsored by community retail partnership you can check them out at strpsavings.com and we're sponsored by sponsored by michaelwebsolutions.com and that's it so we're gonna hit our voicemails and then we're gonna answer them so ready a go Hey, Andy and Jared. This is Kevin McVicker. I just listened to uh, the podcast uh, uh, July 17th. So let's see how long it takes to get an answer on this one. Um, Y'all talked a lot about the, uh, you know, of course, Spider-Man Homecoming, but then Black Panther and Gifted and Legion and New Warriors. But I didn't hear y'all's opinion on the Inhumans trailer or teaser that had come out. Thoughts were on. So uh, interested to, uh, to hear that opinion. All right. Looking forward to the next podcast. Bye, guys. Hey, Jared and Andy, this is Kevin Vicker again. Um, had time to, to think over your podcast, some of the stuff you're talking about. I just wanted to ask another kind of follow-up question um, on y'all's talk about uh, character, uh, gender, and ethnicity swapping and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I was wondering how uh, you guys felt about uh, Tilda Swinton um, playing the ancient one, um, I suppose the gender and uh, swap. So... Uh, interested in your uh, your opinion on that one. Okay, bye. All right, Mr. Jared. We got two questions from Kevin McVicker. One of my favorite. Uh, I think he was even in uh, episode title one time. So, uh, question number one: the Inhumans trailer. Question number two: Doctor Strange, the Ancient One, the different gender roles, racial roles. So, which one do you want to tackle first? Uh, the easy one. Let's look at the Inhuman. Okay. All right. We talked about other trailers. We talked about. 
you know, these shows that are coming up, uh, the Marvel shows, but we didn't talk about Inhumans. So, what do you think? I think it looked interesting. Uh, I mean, it's not it's not a Marvel movie, you know. I, there's definitely the budget isn't there. It reminds me a lot of Agents of Shield, and a lot of Agents of Shield episodes are hit and misses. But for the you know the over overreaching part, I enjoy Agents of Shield. So I'm looking forward to Inhumans. I think Lockjaw looks really cool. <laughs> yeah, the dog. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested I'm, to see it in IMAX first. I think that's something that hasn't been done before. That is cool. But are you going to see it in IMAX? Well, yeah. Oh, you are. Okay. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. All right. I are see. you? No. No. Oh, oh, okay. No, this this does not interest me in the first of all the production <laughs> quality. The production quality looks so low. Like how how much different like I don't know. I'm going to I'm going this this is how ignorant I am. How much different is the budget between a season of this and like a season's what? Probably 13 episodes or something like that or do they go a whole 2022? 20, It'll be 8. It's 8 episodes? Because as soon as it's over, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will start. Oh, so this is one of those Agent kind of Carter like Agent things. Carter. Oh. Okay, so if they spent a million dollar dollars on each show, if they spent two million dollars on each show... Like it's still it's still less than a movie, right? But like, couldn't they just up it to the point of a movie? Like, I don't know. I, again, I'm showing my ignorance. I don't know how it works. But the special effects don't look that good. The acting doesn't look all that good. Man, the CGI kills me. That's really what it is. Like the hair and the lockjaw, and then like just it, they just they look silly. You know, maybe if they had a big budget for like a movie if they were doing the Inhumans movie because I, I I like Black Bolt and I like uh, Maximus as a character but these actors that they get to play him like I don't know is it a different caliber of actor have we heard of any of these people well, yeah the well I think the most famous one is the guy who plays Maximus is he was a main villain on Game of Thrones oh, he looks like a baby face chump oh dude he was bad on Game of Thrones so what does that mean so if he plays the character half as well as he played his character on Game of Thrones he'll be a perfect Maximus real perfect okay okay he's the one I'm most excited about because on Game of Thrones he was just just evil like he would he was known for flaying his enemies he would just flay their skin right off of them while they're alive that but, was what he was known for that's terrible oh my god i didn't even he, know you watched that show oh well i do <laughs> so okay so wait let's let's sidetrack here you watch walking dead game of thrones do you do you have hbo is game of thrones an no. hbo show no you why do you think i go to the library oh really they have that there yeah yeah i mean the the movies at the library are different than when we were kids when we were kids they were all educational national geographic junk <laughs> you know now you can go and get the emoji movie <laughs> okay so so do you watch any of the other ones like i heard uh westworld is really good uh-uh, no just th- those are and i mean walking dead is on amc right but so you don't watch any other hbo shows just the game of thrones yeah what do you what drew you to that uh my friend was watching it and said it was really good and was like well that's it looks dumb but then i got obsessed so. that's, what, that's what you said you said it looks dumb well it, it it's that old style like i don't like period stuff sure and they're very you know dirty and medieval and stuff did you say medieval or medieval what did you say medieval or medieval? Medieval. 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 All right. Old stuff. 
<laughs> Does Jennifer watch? No. Okay. No, but I really enjoyed Lord of the Rings, and this is similar to Lord of the Rings, but it's just epic. It's I, so I epic watched fan. the first episode, and I was like, this is not for me. You watched the first episode, and you said it wasn't for you? Yes. <laughs> Why did you just repeat that? Because I'm not hearing you. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, I watched the first episode. It wasn't for me. Uh, but I do like the bad lip-reading uh, medieval fun time Game of Thrones thing. Have you watched that on YouTube? No. I'll have to look that up. Oh, it's fantastic. Are you a fan of the bad lip rating? Yeah. Oh, it's wonderful. You yeah. you have to invest some time. Invest in yourself. It's a lot of fun. That will be an investment in Jared. <laughs> <laughs> I I the only HBO show I watch is uh Silicon Valley and I've only seen the first two sites they're probably on by now. Well, you... I I think that show is extremely funny. Are you caught up with the Netflix Marvel shows? Uh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Netflix ones, not not like agents, not the ABC network. Not yet. Not yet. I don't know. I it's I don't think that's going to happen, man. <laughs> Cuz of Jackie. Uh no, she would probably watch them. I just don't <laughs> like. It. So I'm um, well also have you watched um we kind of talked about this last time, but have you uh watched Oh, what is that one? Uh, the the one on FX, Legion, right? And you said it was oh, trippy. Yeah. It just I could only make it fifteen minutes. You you still can't still can't do it. Well, I mean, I haven't gone back to try. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? No, no, I haven't seen it yet. No. Um, actually, I was listening to a podcast and they just went through the entire series of Preacher, and I know that's a TV show, and they went through the entire series of Preacher comic book, and uh, they talked about it in depth and at length, and uh, it really intrigued me. I was like, maybe I should pick up this comic. Preacher looks interesting. It's pretty critically acclaimed. Is it? But it's not Marvel. That's true. Vertigo, I believe. But, you know, once we get to talking about the comic, Marvel stuff, you know, they've got to be better or we're not going to keep reading. (laughs) So, okay, let's answer uh, McVicker's second question now. The Ancient One. What is your take, sir? No, I started Inhuman, so why don't you go ahead and start? Okay, my my take is that I didn't I didn't mind at all. I didn't mind. But probably, I mean, that can be maybe misconstrued as a as a double standard based on what we talked about last episode um because basically my stand is don't change the characters that are already there. However, because of my limited interaction with this character prior to the movie, I wasn't invested in this character. And so, it's extremely subjective because some people are more invested in characters than other people. But I would say, it doesn't matter to me, because I don't really care about this character. You know, if they had made uh, Doctor Strange uh, African-American, if they had made him Asian, I probably wouldn't care as much either, because I'm not as invested in that character. Um, But then again, I was upset that they changed the actor for War Machine. So, for (laughs) Rhodey, you know? But, like, I know that has nothing to do with them. It's just a consistency thing. So it's very, very subjective. Okay. I can kind of feel you there. Okay. What do you think? I I, I think I'm more along the lines of you um, because I wasn't really, I don't know that I've ever even read an entire Doctor Strange comic. Okay. You know? He was never, he was never my bag, but um, I knew who the ancient one was. Like I knew all the characters. I just haven't read a single issue. So I knew that Tilda Swanson was not the ancient. <laughs> so it's just same thing with with Mordo, you know, that that's not a comic book character I'm familiar with. However, Mordo and the Ancient One I think they played their parts so well and because there wasn't a huge background knowledge, this wasn't, you know, Beast or Archangel or something. Right. Uh, I was able to accept that. Like, okay, I guess this is a, this is okay, you know. 
Well, what about Heimdall? How did you feel about him? Yeah, I think it, I think it's that same thing. Is is that there wasn't it wasn't a huge character. How do you uh, how do you know when that limit when you pass that limit? Well, like when well, is it? This week, this week it was released a picture of Domino. Zazzy Beats is playing Domino in in Deadpool two. Is that a real name, and- Zazzy Beats? <laughs> Just. Go. Is that is that really? <laughs> yeah. Zazzy So and they had cast her a while ago, and I had just that she would be in pale white makeup, you know, with jet black hair and some sort of military outfit like Domino. Domino's a character I really like. I've grown up with her since the X-Men animated series. I remember seeing her on on TV. That I know who Domino is. And then this week when they released the picture of her, she doesn't have the pale, you know, albino white skin, and she doesn't have the black domino on her eye, and she doesn't have the black straight hair. She has a, a teased out fro. She has over her eye, it looks like a, a white, a light, like a tannish white birthmark, similar to a circle around her eye. And her skin is her natural skin color. I'm like, that's just not, that's not my domino. <laughs> that's not the domino I grew up with. It doesn't mean I'm a, a racist. I, it's just not the domino that I grew up with because that character means a whole lot more to me than Baron It doesn't Morgan. mean you're racist. It just means you're sexist. If it's okay for I'm... Heimdall, but it's not okay for Domino. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, that, but all I'm saying is, you know, because I, it's like what you had said, you know, there wasn't as much of an investment yeah. in some of those characters that have been recast with different ethnicities and genders. It wasn't as big of a deal, but for me, Domino, I really, really have in my head who she looks like, and that's hashtag not my Domino. Hashtag not my Domino. When I bit into this pizza pizza, I was like, hashtag not my Domino. Right? No, make <laughs> Domino great again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, I can see Domino is probably one of those characters that I'm on the border with. Uh, you know, kind of like I like her as a character. She's a lot of fun. Uh, I liked her in the in the X-Force comic, but you know, I, I guess I guess I really don't care about this iteration of her being different. But but you know, if they recast someone that was really near and dear to your heart and someone that you really did like and it wasn't how you envisioned them, you would be a little more reticent to accept them nice word reticent well that's what you know if the lord should bless us with children it'll be reticent mayo (laughs) (laughs) i'm still praying that that it happens all right anyway (laughs) oh man this uh i hope i hope kevin gets his answer here uh i know i I don't know if he did we got we got to talking about domino and game of thrones (laughs) (laughs) but i think i think I think it comes down to the fact of like, okay, well, how invested are you into this character personally? And then that's going to impact how much, how you feel about that. So if you're in the camp of don't change the character, I like the character, the established character, then you're going to care if they do it, if you're invested in the character. So it has to be kind of like both things. If you're invested in the character and you're in the camp that, hey, keep the characters the same. If you're not invested in the character or you don't care about keeping the characters the same, you're in the other camp. That, that's got to be it, right? I, I think so. I don't think it makes you a racist or a homophobe or a transophobe or a phobophobe. A phobophobe? No, I, I, yeah, I, that's that, that's not the point I was making. I was just saying, like, when, when do you care when don't you care? Because, I mean, there could be some people that just don't care at all that are still invested in the comics. But I think most people have a limit. Like, if you go in and you change everything and you say, okay, well, Spider-Man shoots arrows and he is Chinese. And, you know, at some point when you change enough, it stops being spider it, 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 
he's not Spider-Man. Yes, exactly. That's why we have Miles Morales. Why? What do you mean, that's why we have Miles Morales? I mean, if somebody is saying, you know, well, Spider-Man should be black. Well, that's fine, but Peter Parker isn't. But there's nothing <laughs> Right. That's 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 just the fact. Like so what there's nothing wrong with creating a character like Miles Morales that has a story that makes sense, that seems to fit, seems to work, put him out there, he becomes popular, people buy him. Great. That that's how you do I think that's how you do diversity in comic, which is a totally different subject, but Right, yeah. I I think we're <laughs> I think we're getting into an area that uh he didn't ask about. Well, I watched that comics and diversity guy today on YouTube. I watched yeah. quite a few of his videos, so I've kind of got some juices flowing. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you tell me what you've been reading? Uh, Marvel-wise? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, not just like road signs and stuff. Well, that's what, that's what I'm asking. It's clarification for our listeners. Really. Okay. Yes. Um, Why don't you... I, <laughs> I would think that how you answered it would clarify it, but... If if we need to clarify, yes, Marvel wise, what comics? What's been going on in the comics that you have been reading lately? Oh man, honestly, it's been a struggle to find something that I'm really enjoying. Really? But but I mean, I I picked up. I consistently read X Men Gold and X Men Blue. Okay. Those are those are my kids. Um, they're just <laughs> being really. They're just being. They're going through a bad phase. You know, they're just sad, and I I don't know what we got. So what? So what's going on in the story? What don't you like? And then also, is this better than uh, Uncanny? Avengers and um, Extraordinary X. Okay. So X-Men Blue, X-Men Gold, but I've also been reading Thanos and Secret Empire, Jean Grey, Iceman, Astonishing X-Men, Black Panther, Black Panther and the Crew, uh, Cable, couple, I mean, so it's not just those two, but those are my, my Your go-to bread books. and butter. Gotcha. Yeah. So X-Men Gold, they're really going for the nostalgia with this title. And and um, that's been made known ever since, you know, X-Men Gold and X-Men Blue were even launched. Just with the titles themselves, Harkening back to the the '90s of the X Men Blue team and the X Men Gold team, um, but X Men Gold is really hardcore. The the, the whole roster is that that Claremont, uh, Cockrum, Burn era group of X Men. Uh, they're trying to retread a lot of the the stories and just do a modern take on them. And what I'm getting is that they're just trying too hard. It, it feels extremely forced in the characters' interactions with each other. The storyline, the uh, resolutions of the stories, it's just a mess to me. Combined with the art has just been rough. (laughs) Not nice and easy. It's been nice and rough. So that's X-Men Gold. Have you been reading it at all? Uh, No, I just, I I read the first, I think, three issues. Okay. And then with X-Men Blue, that tough part with X-Men Blue is I don't like any of the characters. So to, to read a whole title where you don't like anyone... But because as X Men on it, you feel like I feel like I'm gonna miss something, you know. That's well, why I read it. Well, you, but what about isn't Magneto? Doesn't he play a prominent role? He's not playing a super prominent role. He's very behind the scenes right now. And the title's recently gone into the Secret Empire shenanigans. Oh yeah, yeah. So he's even further in the background. And and really, if you don't know, if you're not reading Secret Empire, it's just very shoehorned in. And and you're saying to yourself, what? Oh, there's now this new colony in California, and that's where all the mutants are. But these five aren't aren't with them. How did how did this take takeover happen? It was very. And then they just introduced uh, the secondary mutation that Grant Morrison started. Oh, really? And just all of a sudden, five random X Men universe characters show up, and they all have secondary mutations. It's not announced how those came about all of a sudden when they had kind of stopped and just this is what it is okay we'll keep going with the story then oh the secondary mutations was i, I like grant morrison's run but that was a bad idea like you sh- you need to leave it 
you know? Well, there's just no expectation, ex- explanation. We've all got secondary mutations, but really not all of us do. Just kind of Beast and Emma Frost and a couple others. Well, why did you guys get them? And now, 15 years later, these random characters have them. <laughs> I wow. don't get it. I don't get it. But the art is decent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. Does uh does Beast still, are they developing his storyline with the uh, mystical stuff? Yeah, the magic stuff is still working in the background, and it's going to be spotlighted either next issue or the issue after that wow. from the preview. Are you still reading uh, Weapon X? You know, I've picked them all up, but I haven't got past the first issue. Gotcha. Yeah, I just, read the first issue, and I just thought, mm, this isn't something I need to keep up with. Yeah. And, you know, you and I have met Greg Land, and we really enjoyed him, and he did a great interview yep. for our podcast. Uh, and his art, I thought, you know... Last year and the year before, even with the stuff he was doing with the Uncanny X-Force or Uncanny X-Men title, was improving. But I don't know if this one was rushed or what, but it seems very not up to his standards. Oh, really? And I know a lot of people don't like his art, but it it doesn't even look like typical Greg Land. It's very... Do you think think he's trying to develop his art and get away from what what he's known for? Or do you think just think he's under the deadline? Well, that's how I feel with the X-Men Gold, too. Ken Lashy is is on that title, and I've seen his stuff before. But this seems very rushed as well. It was a surprise to him that he was drawing or, or he got the scripts later. I don't know what the deal is, but both of those titles, I think as a whole on Marvel's side, their art has really suffered at, that, that's across a shame. the board. If, if you pick up, you know, aside from a couple artists, they seem to, they've really been phoning in a lot of art on the book. You you pick up a book, you look at who the artist is, you've never heard of them, and then after their sixth issue run, you never hear of them again. And I don't, I don't know why, if it's a cost savings thing that Marvel's doing or what. Yeah, I, I guess I haven't heard much about like their Young Guns program or anything like that, you know? Yeah, but... Is there are there some titles that you're really honed in on and focusing on? Well, right now I'm still playing catch up. Uh, you know, over my period doing my MBA, I um I am currently catching up on all slots Amazing Spider-Man. So I'm in the middle of the Clone Conspiracy, um, okay. which is Dan Slott, but written by or uh, penciled by uh, Jim Chung. And man, it the art is amazing. It is amazing. It it really is fantastic. Did you did you read any of this? Nope. I'm gonna just get it and trade. Yeah, yeah. And it's um, I I picked up the uh, the Clone Conspiracy, the whole thing that has the Amazing Spider-Man Clone Conspiracy, and it has some Silk and some Prowler in it. Okay. Um, the story's okay. Um, it's not terrible. It's it's pretty good for Dan Slott. I'm not a huge fan of Dan Slott. I know that he has a, a fan base. Um, it's palatable. It feels a little bit more down to earth than his stuff like worldwide when it when it relaunched after Secret Wars. Um, the first it was hard to get through the first 15 issues. It really really was. Uh, but then they started bringing in Regent which was the bad guy from Secret Wars Spider-Man. And it kind of got a little bit more interesting. Um, and so going through, and it's just the art that, that clinches it on this clone conspiracy uh, book. Um, I think Giuseppe uh, is doing the art on uh, the amazing title. And so I don't want to spoil anything for you, but you know Ben Riley's back, right? Yeah. I mean, to me, that's pretty cool. So I'm sitting there reading this book and I'm thinking, this is the same character that, in Peter Parker Spider-Man number 75 sacrificed his life like it's pretty cool because it's a good throwback to where I used to read in the heyday and I don't know it, it, it's been a lot of fun and then um, I've been reading uh, Peter Parker Spectacular Spider-Man just the first couple issues that's a little harder to get 
get through, but like his suit doesn't glow in it. And it's really a New York take on him and like kind of just him on the streets. And so I think that that could develop into a good book of, you know, this is, this is the quintessential Spider-Man. I don't know if, I don't know if legacy is going to bring us back to that. I'm not sure. Um, but that's been kind of fun. I, I'm, I'm almost caught up on Bendis's Miles Morales Spider-Man run. That's pretty good. Um, man, it's, it is so confusing what people know and don't know around what happened with Secret Wars. Like, all of a sudden they're talking in that book and it's like, remember the time that we used to be in different dimensions, but now we're in the same dimension? Like, what? You know this? <laughs> and How then, like, his, his mom had died in a fight with Venom, but she's back. So, like, I don't know if he's living with a different family or if he's the only one that came over or, like, his whole family came over. Or, I'm just totally lost on all those details, trying to catch up. So that is that is extremely confusing. Uh, I'm trying to read Bendis' Iron Man. That is slow going. Just just because infamous I, Iron Man? No, I want to get to the point where I get to infamous Iron Man. I'm oh, I'm not okay. there yet because you have to finish. You have to finish the first 14 uh, issues of Invincible Iron Man, and then it starts over with Riri as Iron Man, and you somewhere along the line, International Iron Man shoots off, and then Infamous Iron Man which is, I, I believe, about Dr. Doom, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's where I want to get to. So I'm reading all this stuff to get to Infamous Iron Man because I think that is a cool idea. That's a cool story. Yeah. So I'm reading that. Um, i trying to catch up on Punisher. That's, you know, it's your quintessential. It's your run-of-the-mill Punisher stuff. It's Becky Cloonan, I believe, but that doesn't soften it up. It's still pretty grotesque. Um, and I'm trying to do the street-level character. So I'm the next one is I'm going to catch up on Daredevil. I'm going to catch up on Luke Cage and Iron Fist and Jessica Jones. And I have read Defenders. So I read the first three or four issues of Defenders. It's okay. It's pretty pandering to the uh, <laughs> the Netflix series. Have you read this? I picked up the first issue, but I've yet to crack it open. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Because we had texted back and forth, and you were said that you were reading it, or I guess that was on your list, but I thought you were reading Maybe, or unless maybe I did read it and I forgot about it. It's 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 like about Diamondback, and uh, it's really hyping for the show. You know what I mean? And and I can see that if if there's some sort of advert advertisement on the Netflix show after each episode that says you know pick up Defenders number one or it ties in or whatever. But I don't know anyone that watches these Netflix shows and then runs to the comic store and they not only do they pick up Defenders and Jessica Jones, but then they also demand that they look exactly like the tv show they just watch and the storyline is similar right and th i mean this one really i would just pass it up and not care about it and say oh yeah yeah they're doing this for the show but it's bendis and marquez like it's supposed it's really you know high high uh high name people so bendis it should be good dave marquez is an amazing artist it, it's a little bit of a disappointment and I, and i hope it i hope after the show uh does its thing which i'm sure is going to be fantastic but after the show does its thing, I hope it be, is able to branch out a little bit. So I want to catch up on all, pretty much all my street level guys. Um, eventually, I want to catch up on maybe Avengers, uh, depending on how Legacy goes. Um, but th that's on the back burner. And I'll, I'll get to X-Men Blue and Gold eventually um but they're not high on my list but what what i have been reading though so i've been i've been trying to catch up and enjoying spider-man and then secret empire so what are your feelings on this book so you have read secret empire or you have not 
I am caught. I I missed the free comic book day one, but I'm caught up. Other than that, okay. So you got last week's issue. Oh, I, I mean, didn't get last week's issue. Yesterday, yet. yesterday's issue. No. Okay. So I haven't had. I haven't had yesterday's. I, I okay. think I read up to number seven. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Eight came out yesterday. Okay. What do you um, think about this? I'm not. I just. I'm not getting it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. Bro- I just feel like a broken record because every Marvel title we talk, with the exception of Thanos, it's just where. Where are my Marvel characters? Where are these people that I grew up with the past 25 years, enjoying and loving their stories? I. I just. I don't know where they went. And yeah, but, but could some could of, somebody say the same thing about you? Where's Jared? I knew from 20 years ago. Yeah, and and they do say that, and then they either are excited because they thought that guy was a jerk, or <laughs> they're like, "Man, we liked him better. Let's not be friends anymore." That, so so I, I don't know if that's what I have to come to with Marvel. Say, you know, Marvel, just don't think we can be friends anymore. <laughs> You know, I don't know that I can continue to give you my time and money and energy when you're you're not really that good. Would you ever get to that point? Huh? Would you ever get to that point though? I don't think I would with my my kids, my X Men. I think I think I would always have to pick up the main X Men title. But other than that, I mean, do I do I have to read Black Panther? <laughs> I've just read Black Panther because Storm's in it. <laughs> the, once Thanos is wrapped, I think I think that will kind of be after twelve issues. I think Thanos will probably be done. Maybe go to eighteen or something, and I'll be okay. So the Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man. I wait until the trades come out, and then I pick those up. Uh, Avengers hasn't been good for years, so I'm okay. <laughs> you know, mm, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm jaded. What do you think about Secret Empire? Well, I will just make a comment. I have really enjoyed focusing all of my attention on the Spider Man. And when I started reading comics in high school, it was okay, well, what Spider-Man issue comes out this week? You know, was it Peter Parker? Is it Amazing? Is it uh, Tangled Web? Is it Ultimate? Which one comes out? And uh, I, there was something about being limited to reading that story. And then as I expanded and got more, I was like, okay, I don't want to miss anything. I don't want to miss anything. I need to know what's going on over here. I need to know what's going on over there. Um, you know, what if I'm missing a, a good story that I don't know about? The only way to know is to read all this crap, you know? <laughs> Um, but I have been really enjoying going back and, and not going back, but reading and catching up on, okay, Sp- Ama- I'm on Amazing Spider-Man 20. Okay, now I'm on Clone Conspiracy number. Now I'm on Amazing Spider-Man 20. And going through that and saying, okay, I really enjoy just investing in this character and this storyline and taking my time to mm-hmm. see what's going on. And so I think when I go through this and when I jump back totally on board, it's going to be probably more of on the jumping on points and say okay they're having a new number one on i'm probably going to be more like the typical comic reader than i was i'm going to jump on i'm going to try this i'm going to see if i like it and then i'll jump off whereas before it was like okay i need to know am i missing anything and i'll probably have a, a limit to how many i'll pick up and i'll probably say you know i only have this much time to invest and right now i'm reading these five titles or these six titles so that i can truly enjoy what the story is and what's going on you know i think you have a good point i think a lot of it started with and maybe it didn't maybe for me it started with when we started the podcast is i used to just read my action book and then when we started the podcast yeah you're the spider-man ex- expert i'm the x-men expert but our, our podcasts need to be a little more well-rounded. So when you would come up with the schedule for what we would talk about, you know, often it would include Hawkeye and Mockingbird. Like, oh my gosh, I, have, I don't like these characters. <laughs> so I started to read that. And then, you know, well, you have to read this issue of Thunderbolts because we're going to talk about how Black Widow uses a serum to change her face. And what does that mean for 
the Marvel Universe. Okay, well, I guess I'll read this, you know? So I really, I think you bring up a really good point is really just focusing in on what you what you like and what you enjoy and and we don't we're not the editor-in-chief we don't have to know every single thing that's going on in the marvel universe and every single book it's true but i so moving forward it'll be interesting to see how easily i get hooked on more and more books you know so mm-hmm. i think the tactic will be do i like this writer and, or do i like this character and i'll probably i'll probably write follow writers more than artists but if i see a writer jump to a different book i'll be like oh I'll see, what is he gonna do with this character yeah let's check it out Okay. Um, that's probably that's probably because I I'm gonna pick up the um after reading most of the clone conspiracy I'm gonna pick up the Ben Riley book you know and I'll yeah. see if I like it hopefully they do well with the character but if they don't I'll drop it yeah. so back to Secret Empire mm-hmm. first of all I really dig the art for this it's Sorrento Sorrentino I think or something like that it's like you a know? couple of different people oh is it yeah when they're doing the Captain America stuff it's a different person like uh, the, the hazy land that they're doing hmm. well. I think it's the guy who started out doing Old Man Logan um, for the the regular interiors, not when they're going Red Skull and Cap. You know, yeah. um, I'm I'm digging that art. I actually like the writing in this. I, I I always had a soft spot for Nick Spencer's writing. I it's not it's not the best, but I enjoy it. Um, it is good for what it is. He did Avengers World, which was good. Um, and so I like I can appreciate where he's coming from with this. The only thing that really I don't like about this book is how expansive it is. Like this would be a great what if story, right? Mm-hmm. It'd be fantastic, very entertaining, very well written, good art, you know, good solid characters. It affects everybody. But this being in the main title, it's like, how do you go back from this? Like, the only thing that they can do is go back to the Cosmic Cube and undo everything. And say, oh, this never really even happened and it doesn't really matter. But we had to fight it to make sure, you know, kind of like Age of Ultron. Yeah, but then, I mean, how did you feel at the end of Age of Ultron? Kind of like, well, the only thing I really felt was, oh, it's interesting that Wolverine, uh, you know, split the time-space continuum because he killed himself. <laughs> and I wasted my time because this <laughs> never happened and it doesn't matter. <laughs> I was going to ask you this. I was going to ask you. I Maybe I'm wrong, but of the X-Men, aren't most of them dead right now? Cyclops is dead. Wolverine's dead. Jean Grey is dead. Um, where's Angel? Yeah, he's he, he died with the apocalypse egg. And then a different angel was reborn. But then there's like a nice little kid angel. And then there's these angel dr- archangel drones. So he's kind of dead. <laughs> you know, so so the the non or the adult grown up X Men. I mean, where are they? Are they gone? Are we not using them anymore? Which what, I mean, who are you talking about? Well, you have your X Men Blue team, right? Yeah. Well, all of them as adults. Will we not really see them again? I mean, Beast is running is is part of New Tian. He's helping to facilitate that. Cycl- yeah, Cyclops is dead. Uh, Iceman is in his own solo title right now. So he's alive, but not the other three. Yeah, Wolverine's dead. Crazy. What are we doing? I know. That I, I think maybe that's part of it, too. I like Old Man Logan, but that's not my Wolverine. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I just looked up the, the uh, art duties on Secret Empire, and Steve McNiven did the first issue, and then Lionel Francis Yu has done every other issue with Sorrentino. Oh, okay, okay. I like Yu's art. I like McNiven's, too. That's really good. I love McNiven. I know that you do. Ever since Civil War, you love this. <laughs> you just you draw everything. <laughs> I think I, I feel know. the same way about Jim Chung. The Secret Wars really was a perfect reset, and I think Marvel dropped the ball with... They blew it! They blew it! Yeah. They could have went back to everything being the the normal status quo, and they went back to some strange new status quo uh, because of the uh, because the whole thing was that they wanted to emphasize the and yeah. that's what started this whole thing. Yep. And where are we now? 
an ABC eight episode limited series. <laughs> well, but it, originally it was going to be a movie. I know. Way to go. Well, but aren't you kind of? I'm kind of thankful it's not going to. They're just not an interesting property. They're just not right. And it's because they can't get the X Men back from Fox. They're like, what other superhero race can we have? Let's go with the Inhumans. Well, said no good <laughs> idea ever. <laughs> I feel I, I feel bad for Hickman that he had to write that thing. I mean, like about the Terrigen mist, and then they went. I mean, it it makes no sense. Okay, if you're gonna recreate all of reality, why would you keep the Terrigen mist as a problem going across? Come on, Franklin Richards, what are you doing? Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't make any sense. The Terrigen mist never hurt mutants before Secret Wars, and a million people could, from Storm to Thor, could have just got the cloud. Far, far away. It's, it's very poor, lazy writing. <laughs> very poor. Uh, they wrote themselves into a corner. Let's see. What do you think this legacy thing is going to do? I mean, well, they're going back to a lot of re- regular numbering, right? The with the yeah but even with the numbering if you look at how they're coming with some of those numbers they're leaving stuff out or putting stuff in that shouldn't be in there just for the sake of coming up with an anniversary issue in the next couple months uh-huh. <laughs> like guys i i don't know i think i've said it last episode axel has got to go they need new a new head that has fresh ideas that understands the history and is a real fanboy and is is concerned about pleasing them instead of everybody but so you want Tom Brev? I want the old Tom Brevort, like the old Jared, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I used to know him; he was good. Yeah, I mean, Tom Brevort knows everything about the Marvel universe. The dude is a, a walking encyclopedia. But over the past few years, he's bought into this. Has he? How do you know? How how come? What makes you say that instead of just like he's you know towing the company line? Oh, because I follow him on Twitter. Oh. All you gotta do is read his tweets, and oh, sorry, I'm a. Whatever phobe of the day, because this is what I think. <laughs> like, sorry, Tom. <laughs> I let you down, man. Uh, try and be better. Are you speaking of the legacy stuff? Before the legacy stuff is the generation titles. Have you picked up either of those? Uh, I saw the Hulk one. What was the other one that came out? Uh, Phoenix and Gene. No, uh, uh-uh. no. I, I, I don't. What purpose do those serve? What well, are they, they trying to do? To, they were supposed to, you know, be part of you know breaking the internet and returning the classic characters to meet the current incarnations and these stories are going to you know matter is what was said and both of those so far have been a hit and a bit swinging mm. a bit so i mean i kind of flipped through the the hulk one um but it, it just looked like uh you know amadeus cho who i miss him as the real character amadeus cho and the hulk were kind of working together to solve a problem that's basically it yeah it's it's very um they, so far the two that have come out phoenix and gene gray and Banner Hulk and Totally Awesome Hulk, which in and of itself, why why is he called Totally Awesome Hulk? That's just, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty terrible. Um, that each book opens with they're magically transported to somewhere that they don't know. They don't know how they were transported. They meet their their good self that everyone loves, and they have a problem. And by the end, they learn their lesson and then disappear back to the reality. <laughs> it's, it's awful. <laughs> Are these like double sized issues? No, but they're four ninety nine each. Ah, oh, that's terrible. I, I was led to believe from the Marvel interviews that these were going to happen, and that based on these, some of these characters might be back for good. Oh, this that's is- what I thought. Th- I thought that's what Legacy was. This that you're saying that's what these generation books are? Yes, oh. that we might possibly see the real. This is an out for the real Hulk to come back, or 
the real Wolverine, and it would make sense. And instead, they're just going back to the past, meeting them from a story, and as soon as they learn their Disney lesson, they wake up and they're transported back to reality. Their Disney lesson. <laughs> well, it's so it's very much a, a Disney Channel 20-minute episode, you know, travel in the past to, to fix your Ebenezer screwed problem, and then you wake up and everything's back normal. So, so, so um, that's how you describe it. It's just so funny. <laughs> it so, are these... Are these big name writers and everything on these books? Colin Bunn wrote the Jean Grey one. Hmm. Colin Bunn is my man. Ever (laughs) since he wrote the Magneto series, just like, gosh, this guy is awesome. But I think he just wrote the Magneto series really good. (laughs) (laughs) And Greg Pak, he's the one that wrote the Hulk one. Yeah. Yep. I mean, he's kind of the Hulk expert, but. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) That's because they're trying to put everything in with i mean the hulks and thor ragnarok that's why you know well i get the feeling that these were well we'll appease these people that are tired of these legacy characters that are you know? tired of them or do they just want them? like i'm 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 over totally awesome hulk he was never totally awesome to me i'm over young gene gray and x-23 becoming wolverine and i'm over all that stuff i want my characters back and i think this was a way to say well here they are <laughs> for a Not split really. second yeah here's a story that won't won't matter. All right, well, before we leave here, cheer me up. You can't leave me on this downer, man. Dude, the Thanos book is really good. Is it? What is what? going on in that book? Thanos is dying and trying. To, he has to figure out what's killing him, what the cure is. Thane, his son, is figuring into it. The Imperial Guard has been in the book. Uh, Mike Diodato was on art for the first six issues. It, it's really good. There was one ep- issue that was a huge snorefest, but one <laughs> out of eight issues is great. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I will take it. And it's Jeff Lemire? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know who's writing uh, it? Let me grab it. Yeah, Jeff Lemire. <laughs> Yes, yeah. I haven't read. The, I I got the last issue, but I haven't read it yet. But that it's really good. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I, I, now the, I know the space guys. They don't really tend to be your guys, right? Except for the Imperial Guard. Yeah, and and Thanos. I, I think it's an interesting take. He's dying. The Mad Titan, the uh, the star of next summer's huge movie, is dying in the comic. Why? What is going on? What's happening? It explores parts of his past and his son. Um, you know, his brother. Uh, Star Fox. Yep. It's it's pretty good. I'm enjoying cool. it. Cool. I might you know, I might have to pick it up. But knowing knowing how we disagree on things, I'll probably hate it. You will like it. Really? I don't know. I haven't heard anybody that doesn't like it. <laughs> okay. Oh, and Squirrel Girl. I'm really loving Squirrel Girl's latest run. Are you serious? No. Okay, I didn't think so. I did not think so. I was like, what in the world? Yes, we, we just got some Squirrel Girl graphic novels in, and they're going in all the Marvelous box. Woohoo! Never! <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, anything else before we wrap up? No, no, I think that's plenty. Okay, good. This is the M6P. You can email us at m6plc at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at the M6P. You can visit our website, themsxp.com. You can look us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash themsxp. You can check us out on all the social medias under the M6P. And you can even be a part of our show like Kevin was. Give us a call at 616-755-TINA. Leave us a message and we'll play it on the air. And again, we are sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, the best place in the world to pre-order your comics and get 40% off all your Marvel titles. We're also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership, CRPSavings.com. Save all the money that you could possibly think of at Office Depot and Office Max. Go to CRPSavings.com 
and get a membership today. We're also sponsored by michaelwebsolutions.com. And lastly, we're sponsored by The Marvelous Box Stop. For only $25, you get over $100 worth of Marvel graphic novels shipped right to your front door. All right. Well, until next time, this is the M6P. (laughs) 